If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey, here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. What's going on? We're back. And call me Peter Pan, because here we go. Episode 26, season three of the Mickey Zizzy podcast. You know what it is. Bigger and better is the season motto. Brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Make sure you reach your pinnacle. Go out there, get your uh, check out uh, pinnaclesup.com. Get your supplementation and wellness needs. Get everything figured out from I mean, what you want? You want pre workout? You want protein powder? You want the bundle? You want merchandise? Use that Mickey Zizzy discount code. You know what it is. Also, our sponsor and supporter of the podcast, OBO Extraordinaire. Pick up Core Globe Trotter Secret Sauce Shooter. I could keep it going, but you guys can do, do the rest for me at this point. Grant Anderson and his YouTube channel, G for Three. Go ahead and check it out. He's provided some great insight on what it takes to be a true baller and social media influencer. Lots been going on, big guy. We get into it all the time. It's going to be a football heavy episode, but we're going to talk about it. I am Zizzy. Next to me is my man, Mickey. What's up, buddy? And now, you said, here we go. Call me Peter Pan. But the GOAT debate is finally over. The name of the NBA Most Valuable Player Award will now be named after the one and only true GOAT, Michael Jordan. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. The vibes are great. Uh, NBA came up with new awards. We're not going to talk about it, but you know, I had to be repping the GOAT. There's no more debate, Yank. There's no more debate. I am so blown away of where you decided to take the start of this episode. Like, that's where you went with it? Like, I was wondering when I saw the Toon Squad jersey, I was like, you know, he's done wearing the Fields jerseys. It makes sense. Like, there's no more Bears stuff coming out for the season, I guess. All good. All good. He's just repping the jersey, but no. You want to go to the name of the most valuable player trophy. Of course, they got to name it after somebody that's still like they can't name it after Braun. He's still in the league. Come on. I mean, they could, but you know, they switch. <laughs> no, that's the awesome. Golden, there it is. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Good start. Let's go. Amen. Now, uh, we always start off our episodes with person of the week. And now this person of the week is going to be Seth Ikowitz. He is one of the teachers at Williamsburg, the school I teach at, and he does an uh, an awesome job with a lot of our students who need a little bit extra support and just seeing the support and what the students say about him is absolutely wonderful. I also feel supported by him with helping those students actually reach their pinnacle free ad right there. Uh, no, he's an awesome human. Love talk to him. Love talking uh, about Iowa sports with him and great person, great human and a great person to work with person of the week, Seth Ikowitz. Anybody that makes the work week, I mean, obviously, we all know you have fun out there with your kiddos out there. Like, we see the videos, we see all the tournaments, we see what you get, we see the hype that you got going. But when you got somebody at work that makes it more enjoyable, it's obviously, it it makes everything 30 times better. So, shout out to Seth, man. Awesome. Gotta love it. I mean, as as simple as that. Um, for my personal week this week, we're going to go with the Lucius family. I'll say I'll go specifically 
Zach Lucius, a good friend of mine, was a neighbor of mine growing up. Uh, our parents happened to work together. We just were always around each other doing the same thing. Um, his brother's going through a kind of tough time right now. Got Had some illness or something that he was hospitalized for. But he's just always the most supportive guy, like always on social media, always like updating people on how everybody, how everything's going for him. Just uplifting everything positive, social media. You, you would never be able to tell that something is going on with the family, but he's right there at his bedside doing what he can uh, for his brother. He's, I mean, like I said, just reaching out to friends and being being that guy at all times. He's always had that kind of energy whenever we're out and about, whether it was walk, uh, hanging out on the beach or playing football together. Didn't matter. He always carried that same type of attitude. So it's awesome to see him doing the same thing for his brother. Obviously, we would, a lot of us would do the same for friends and family members and whatnot, but it's it, obviously shout out your people, man. It's awesome. It is just love seeing those people supporting one another. I mean, obviously, that's why we talk about it here on the podcast to so support those. Shout out those people who do great things and do support those who are in need. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we do out there. I mean, water fun's still going. God, man, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. It's what we're here for, but also what we're here for is to digest the NFL Week 14. Yank, it was another crazy weekend of football. Football is getting near the end, which is sad to say. I really hate saying it, but we also got to say it. Um, Fantasy football, we're going to be talking about that this episode after we kind of digest what happened in this week. And Yank, I'm going to take the lead here with the first team I want to talk about in the NFL. Talk about it. I want to rock and roll all night and purdy every day. Oh wow. What a start for Mr. Irrelevant. Wow. Beat the goat. Your first ever start in the NFL. Parents are crying in the stands and you beat Tom Brady. Uh, granted, he just had an efficient night, uh, efficient day. Yank 185, one touchdown, 16 for 21. That's not bad. That's winning football. He also had one rushing touchdown. Also helps when also helps when CMC has 119 yards and a touchdown, right? And their defense did absolute wondering wonders leaving the Buccaneers in shambles. And we're gonna get into it, you know, like Green Greenlaw was their leading tackler, 10 solo, five assists, and an interception. Like you can have that out of one of your defensive players, you're gonna be set. And he really led that squad who's been putting up great numbers at a defense. This San Francisco defense has been the backbone of what we've known in the past, right? They've had a very subpar offense. Running game, running game, running game. And, Yank, I got the question to ask you. You know, I talk about Rock Purdy, right? Oh, good game. But I feel like any quarterback can excel in Shanahan's system, right? You see Jimmy G, not great. Trey Lance, we barely got to see him. Rock Purdy, we don't know. He was the last pick in the draft. And still the 49ers are fighting away because they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they're all, all rush game. And they got one of the better at uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL. So, is it Shanahan's offense, like any quarterback can play in that system? Or is Brock Purdy actually going to be this guy we're talking about for the rest of the year and potentially get a playoff push? I think it's I think it's got to be a system thing. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and say that Brock Purdy isn't playing well. I mean, obviously, you can't deny the stats from even when he stepped in and he plays against us and then he got, follows it up. Like you said, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady was undefeated against quarterbacks making their first start against him. Um, and this guy comes in, Mr. Relevant, drafted even later than what Tom Brady was. And I'm sure that left a 
salty tasting in the mouth, but at the same time, absolutely dominant performance. I mean, 35 to seven, you don't see those kind of scores in the NFL very often. Um, but it is, a, it's still going to come down to a system thing, regardless of what he's playing, just because we have seen so many different quarterbacks excel in the system. Um, and it's of different varieties. Trey Lance, we didn't get to see a whole lot, but I mean, he was good enough to where they named him the starter, even of the system itself. Um, he's a dual threat quarterback, a lot more mobile than Jimmy G was. Jimmy G steps in completely different prototype, right? Pocket passer, game manager type of athlete does not run the ball. doesn't do anything like that. Don't need them to still excels. They win 80% of the time when Jimmy G, Jimmy G has been starting quarterback. He goes down. Now Brad Purdy steps in and is basically two and zero as a quarterback. I, I mean, you, you can look anywhere you look though. It's not just the play calls because the schematics, the schematics on offense are absolutely bonkers. I mean, when you have, Debo and Christian McCaffrey, which we'll see what happens with this team moving forward and see how serious Debo's injury is. But before his injury, you're talking about Debo and McCaffrey interchanging at running back. And you don't know yeah. if they're going to be playing running back or wide receiver, like, cause they can both, they can do both. Um, then you have the defense. This defense is absolutely insane. It's, it's, <laughs> the it's, yeah, uh, we were talking about some of the other defense. I mean, there's some great ones out there this year, Cowboys, whatnot. This is a step above any other defense in the NFL right now. I and mean, when you can embarrass they, they go the greatest quarterback of all time, and he can only put up seven. It, it it tells you all you need to know. I mean, when you have the supporting cast around you, I just don't think it's all on Purdy coming in and doing great. You know, and they did give up to the Kansas City Chiefs a few weeks, like 44. But you look at a lot of these teams, I mean, they held the Chargers under 20. They held the Rams under 20. Uh, the Falcons did have their number that week, but they held the Panthers. Yeah, ignore the, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. They held the Broncos. I mean, I'm looking at a lot of these scores. Third, or Saints to zero points. Held the Dolphins under 20. Cardinals under 20. Look at the teams I just said they held under 20, Yank. That defense is darn good. We talked about we talked about all the time on the podcast. If you score more than twenty points, you have a better chance of winning the football game. So that defense is really prevalent, Yank. And you know, it's I want to blame a little bit on the Bucks too. We've been talking about the Bucks and if they're really going to be this big time team. You know, if they're going to be the playoff team of the old. Now, their offensive line is really hurting. We know that they had a lot of penalties this weekend, and Tom Brady also needs to get it done. Only two fifty three for a touchdown interception. Interception really hurt him, and it's not humming like it used to. The running game isn't humming. The defense isn't playing that well, right? When they went and won the Super Bowl, the defense was very good. Now, they're not, and I really think the injury bug is also hitting them. And we talked about teams getting hit with the injury bug. You do it every year, right? And every I think year, the Bucks. Every year. I mean, we Bucks talk about it in every sport. No, 100%. So, I think, and, you know, the last thing I'll talk about the Bucks. I'm going to go tune back into the take about San Francisco. Um there's been some problems in the media of people hating on Tom Brady and how dramatic he's been, how he's been a, a diva on the sideline, yelling, freaking out. But you know what? I would love to play for a teammate like that. Someone who's holding me accountable, let's go, like yelling, and you're getting upset. That shows me that you care. I mean, Yank, he gave up his wife. Like, he, he, he chose football. He married football over his own wife. That shows he cares. All right, I bet you. He legit has nothing else to look forward to except for seeing his kids, right? He doesn't get to go to nice 
chair uh cheerful family reunions or christmas time with the whole family he only has his kids now in football like this guy is all in that's why he cares so much right that's all he cares about that and his kids i think kids might come first and then it's football in a very very close second for him and at the end of the day it just shows that he cares and yeah he can be emotional especially at that time he's been so successful i mean he has really nothing else to prove except for he just loves the game and when the game doesn't go his way yeah, you can be a little upset. What's your take there on uh, his emotions on the sideline? Uh, I mean, I, as a player that always wore emotions on their sleeve, I think <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's I kind of always looked at it as the same thing. Like he cares, and at the and a lot of people aren't necessarily vocal on the sidelines. And, it, and when you are in a leadership position, it, again, it's not for everybody. Some teammates have different rah-rah type of motivation factors, but it is it is a motivating factor for a lot of your teammates around you. They're all, okay, all right, reset. It did suck. Whatever happened, happened. Reset, let's go. We got it. Like, And refocus, do your thing. But – I mean, you've said it all that. I mean, you've said everything that we need to say about it. I mean, the guy has, we all know the personal turmoil. Um, everyone has talked about it. The divorce from Giselle was made public. That happens during the season. You can see the difference in play and his engagement, everything of that from even the preseason on. Now that's over. We're in the aftermath of everything. I thought maybe we're going to see like the, post-divorce Tom Brady was going to come out and be this baller because they started get they started winning a couple games. But, um, yeah, I, there's just been so much different stuff, different things. There's been so many different things going on. You've got Tom Brady's personal life and off-the-field interactions. You've got a new head coach. Uh, you've got a new head coach, new system. You've got a defense with injury bugs that continuously never stays healthy. I mean, you've hit all the points here. I still believe this is a team that has the players to compete for a Super Bowl, and they have the talent. Oh, up. a Super Bowl? Oh, I definitely think. No, so. have you not? Have you not watched the whole season? That's that's huh? a bad take. That's a bad take. I'm not saying that they're. I'm not. I'm. I still believe that they have the players to do it, but obviously the way they've been playing in as a whole like together it doesn't it hasn't happened for them and a big part of it to me with Tom Brady being as old as he is at this point he, he's not moving around the pocket he's not mobile he's not going to escape pressure we saw it against the 49ers especially this weekend the damage and the injuries to the offensive line especially the big one after Tristan Wirfs goes down it, it's it's so apparent how big that is for Tom Brady at this point in his career. I mean, yes, he gets rid of the ball in under three seconds. He's got a top five release time. We understand that. But if you have somebody in your face 24-7 and you cannot move to avoid anything, you're going to struggle to throw the ball and make completions. And we're seeing a lot of short balls, a lot of balls in the ground, and a lot of issues as far as Tom Brady's accuracy that we haven't seen before. You know, yeah, we haven't seen that before. I mean, his legacy is darn near untouchable. Not many people are going to. I mean, he can miss the playoffs for another three seasons. I don't think anyone's not going to say he's not. No, it would not damage it at all, right? His drama, uh, I definitely like. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's a little extra, yeah, but we all have been there, right? And I just don't think this team, this team might sneak into the playoffs. 
they might win a game if they switch around. You talk about those pieces, they'll give you that. They do have the pieces. We've seen them go win a Super Bowl with yeah. these pieces, Yank. It was just two years ago. That ain't right that far. Is not good. They I, they might lose first round. They might be the team if they even make the playoffs. I mean, if the Panthers went out, the Panthers. They are won. they are in a bad division though, and I mean they like you said, Panthers are on their neck. Falcons aren't far behind. I don't believe in the Saints there, but no. I, but I just they should. I, I get they should, that. They but Tom Brady in the playoffs. You never know. We never know. I just don't really see it, Yank. Um, I'm for Tampa Bay. Now, I don't know how you said they're still Super Bowl, but well, I I, I think you're correct in that. Because Tom Brady, <laughs> if he makes the playoffs, he stands a chance. I, I mean, anyone's got a chance for the playoffs. You made the dance, but um, going back to Brock Purdy, I do agree with you. And once again, we hate agreeing here on the podcast sometimes, but it is a Shanahan system. Brock Purdy just played himself into being one of the best backups or always going to be signed to a team for the rest of his career, right? He's like, oh, Brock Purdy's went here, 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 here. Remember that one story? So, like, picture this, right? Five years from now, we're watching a Washington Commander game, and their starter gets hurt. Here comes Brock Purdy. Remember when Brock Purdy, in his first start, beat Tom Brady? Here we go. And he goes and wins a game, and then he's going to – have quarterback controversy, and Brock Purdy might be able to start. And then guess what? He's not going to start because he's just a very good – If he continues to do that now, there's going to be quarterback controversy in San Fran. Uh, That leads to my last point. Not in San Francisco. No, it's not. They're not going to take Brock Purdy over Trey Lance when he gets healthy. Well, that was my – that's my whole question. They're the same – they're the same draft class, basically, if not a year apart. If yeah, not a year apart, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is cheaper as far as financial money. Cheaper? They've been in the year league for two years. They got. I know. I know. But he's Mister. He's Mister Irrelevant compared to a first round deal. Exactly. So you're not going to start him, right? He's going to be this backup. He might. They might even get to sell him for a third or fourth round draft pick because he, he did so well thing. to be a backup somewhere else. I definitely think at the bare minimum that the way he's playing now confirms that Jimmy G will not be on the team next year. And with that injury, like if he would have taken the San Francisco coordinators and got another playoff W, Jimmy G would probably would have stayed. It would have been another quarterback fight. But after this, I think they'll sell him for a high high dollar. Um, not even know high dollar. I think a team will take them like, I don't know, Panthers, him and Sam Darnold battle it out. Uh, someone who doesn't have that high draft pick right away. I think Houston Texans are taking Bryce Young. That's my quick mock draft there. But uh, um, Brock Purdy, you're ISU, Iowa State from Iowa State. I mean, you're from Iowa, so I got to kind of like you. I just don't think he's going to be that dude, but he is going to be that backup quarterback in three years. Like, oh, yeah, remember that one time? Book it. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, no. I, I do I do like him. I do see him um uh, at least making a splash and starting to raise some eyebrows and may, maybe uh get some questions asked that we didn't think were gonna ever be asked before. Oh yeah, there'll be some questions asked, especially like yeah. uh with their upcoming schedule. But Yank, what team do you want to bring up? Oh, uh, for me, I want to bring up the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because I cannot get a read on this team, and I know it's not it's not necessarily like are they going to be a playoff team? Because no, I don't believe that they will be. But it just is a team that interests me so much for the future, and then just like what is happening here and now. 
Can't really get a read on them. I know that their defense needs to be improved, but the steps that Trevor Lawrence is taking and his development, I mean, this to me might have been his best game as a quarterback. I mean, 30 of 42, 370 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, complete command of the offense coming off of a game where he got injured. You're thinking, okay, you can't, they're not even going to run the ball through him. They're going to put the ball on the ground and try and beat the Titans that way. No chance. They said they've got a weak secondary. Go for it. Let it fly. And it's like the receivers. I know I've mentioned it before, but Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Calvin Ridley next season. These guys are going to be a problem. And yeah, Etienne could use some help on the offensive line to be able to get him some better run lanes. But the kids got talent. So it's just been an exciting team to watch. And I mean, they always seem to have that upset win, right? Like they had the Colts when the Colts needed to beat them to go into the playoffs, they win that game. And now the Titans are coming in with a crucial down the stretch, like um, playoff type of game for them. And now Jaguars just come in. And honestly, in a way, it felt like it's a 14 point game, which in the NFL is domination, but it felt like a dominant win the whole way through. Yank, they're one of these teams we talked about with the Minnesota Vikings last year, how they were always one possession away, one good, you know, one bad bounds from or good bounds from winning the football game. You look at all their games and they either blew them out or uh, like 38 to 10, 24 to zero. I was against Chargers and the Colts, right? Obviously, the Lions uh, last week, not this past week, but the week before that, they got blown out. Get it, got it. But all these other games are one point games, Yank. And you're telling me that if Trevor Lawrence gets one more year with a good coach, Doug Peterson, which Doug Peterson is a fantastic coach. Super one of the Bowl best. winner, baby. He's a Super Bowl winner. Took Nick Foles. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Taking one of the best talents we saw, which we hadn't seen because it kind of got spoiled last year. These younger receivers, Calvin Ridley, you're saying all the right things, Inc. But, like, look, they beat the Ravens by one, okay, close, and they blow out the Titans, we'll say 14-point lead. Lost by 10 to the Chiefs, and that game was closer than we all think, right? Then they lost by four to the Broncos. Okay, four. They lost by six to the Jaguars. That's a great defense, okay. though. They lost by seven to the Colts. Okay, lost by seven to the Jags. Yeah, that's all within a touchdown. You're telling me they get a few better pieces or even just experience in knowing Doug Peterson's uh, philosophies and growth with the uh, offensive staff there. Jaguars are going to be a problem. Next year, not this year, they're gonna lose yeah. to the Cowboys this week, and then they might win out. They might win out and be like, "Oh, we were right there." Next year, they'll be a darn good playoff contending team. Maybe even go win the AFC South because it's weak. Hey, I mean, I'd be, I'd be all for that. I actually love a, an early pick, an early thought for that division next year as a Jaguar. I mean, I, I do like that. I do, I do. We'll talk about that obviously way down the road, but. Uh, awesome to see them come together. For me, it's just uh, if you improve your defense thing, that they can be something really special down the line. But, I mean, yeah, it's there one of those surprise teams that, like, again, I again, I know we're getting later in the season. We can talk a lot more teams with playoff implications, but just something that really stood out to me this past weekend watching the games. I love watching Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, I just can't wait to see his growth. And it's I like just, sunshine. Remember the Titans, baby. And Doug Peterson, like I said, one of my favorite NFL coaches. Uh, he definitely deserves a job. He's taking that place. And they have some awesome fans. I remember going to TIA Bank Stadium. I think I said mm -hmm. that right. Um, 
where my first NFL game was uh, down there in Florida in Jacksonville. And it was awesome. The fans there are great. So I, I just like, come on, Jaguars fans, come aboard. We got, we got hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yank, we're going to transition to the next team we're going to talk about. And it's the Buffalo Bills. We're talking about oh, playoff. Boy. Uh, All right. Let's get, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's ramp up. I hate to say it, but the wagon is slowing down. I am scared for this Bills Super Bowl champion run. Everyone says that they're on the radar to be Super Bowl champions, right? Or maybe the Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, right? Those kind of big four, those juggernauts. Um, we may have trouble in the AFC. Josh Allen is definitely hitting a slump. You could not prove me wrong. 147 yards passing and a touchdown, 47 yards rushing and a touchdown. That's not great on Josh Allen standards. Josh Allen is supposed to be an MVP front runner this year, and you can't have games like that. Granted, they won against a playoff contender. What that look for? They, they, yeah, the Jets are playoff contenders. And they have a good defense, right? But I am honestly scared. With the Buffalo Bills, I mean they're very they're vulnerable. They're not they're not this juggernaut that can't be beaten that we thought they could have been. They're, and their offense might not even be as great as we thought it was going to be. It's not. It's not. Think it's Bro, not. That's the so I mean, I don't know. But we're also, if you want to judge it, I mean, uh, to if you want to judge it off of this past weekend, I think that's also another thing though, because we can't say that it was beautiful weather this past weekend during that game either. Playoffs, um, they're going to host every playoff game. Oh, I know. I'm not saying it's going to be great moving forward either, but that's also like, I don't know. It's just, it's tough to see when game uh, weekend week out, but I mean, it is a tough Jets defense. It's another divisional game. Divisional games often go, often end pretty close for the result. I just – I think they rely too much on Josh Allen. They – like, he's their leading rusher, along with, obviously, the leading passer and everything. The offense completely relies on his talent. If the, if he goes, they go. Um, and it's not like they don't have talent around him, which is why I find it surprising. I mean, they drafted James Cook, who, yeah, has had some fumbling issues, but the kid can run the ball. You've got Devin Singletary in front of him, who's been solid. At receiver, obviously, Stephon Diggs is a superstar. And then you got Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis, who are absolutely solid. On paper, they're great, second, game, but they're not. Second and third pieces, but they're not They're not playing like it. I can say that. I, I mean, I will say that. We're, we go into games – a lot of the, like, again, for my betters out there, a lot of these games, these guys are eight-plus point spreads almost week on a weekly basis. And it's tough. It's It's been tough for them to cover on almost any of these. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is other than when I watch the game, it truly feels like it is all depicted off of one guy, which, I mean, you can say the same thing about the Kansas City Chiefs, but there's a different dynamic there. And I just I don't really know what to explain about it. Yank, I'm not gonna I'm not discrediting the Buffalo Bills. They still have an amazing chance. I'm still considering a great defense, yeah. Contender, but I'm scared because I mean the Lions, that was close. I understand the Lions are gritty right now. They lost to the Vikings a few weeks ago, and then they also lost to the Jets during that slump. You know, they do put up 30 point games, but it's almost like that defense is kind of slouching a little bit. I mean, you look back earlier games, maybe they beat the Steelers 38 to 3, right? Um, your Dolphins ended up beating which they played this week. And my thing is, for the Bills, that's getting me scared. 
right? I am honestly scared. I want them to go win. Shoot, I might the AFC team. I might make another jersey bet and go buy a Stephon Diggs jersey, right? Yank like l- the Bills are awesome. They're fun to watch. Um, love having them on fantasy. Now they have their Dolphins, and we'll talk about. We'll probably talk about them, but they're struggling, and the Bills have an opportunity to show everyone like, hey, don't be scared. Relax. Then they play the Bears. Like that's a okay. Get up by thirty and leave. Right. And then the Bengals, which is tough, and then the Patriots, which might be tough. So they gotta win at least two of those for people to feel okay, right? You go 11, 12 wins, okay? They're they're real. They're okay. They're okay. And that's just the scary thing is they might not do that if they play like that again against the Jets. They're gonna lose to the Dolphins. They might lose to the Bears because of that offense. Like if they let the Bears score points, like that's when they're getting in trouble. Is that gonna happen? No, but I am definitely scared for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they're still leading the division. It's just it's they look vulnerable. It's not even that they're necessarily in a bad spot. They're like number one division. They're what nine and three or ten and three? Yeah, ten and three. So they already have ten wins on the season. I expect them to get twelve at least. Um, I mean, it's a big game for them this week, and obviously going into it. But I mean, yeah. But I, it, like I said. Even when you look at the stats this past week, I mean, Josh Allen, once again, the leading rusher on the team. I, you got to take weight off of his shoulders in some capacity. If you put the ball on the ground, you can totally control the tempo of the game because Josh Allen on a play-action scheme, it's over. I mean, no, you, can, you can't stop him. If he wants to take off himself anyway, you ain't stopping him that way either. So there's that. And then, like you said, defense has not been the dominant force that we know it to be. But they also have lost Von Miller now, who has been their captain, their clutch gene, their end of game closer. That will affect them moving forward. So, I mean, they're not the Buffalo Bills team we expected when or at least had when the season first started. That's for sure. But um, still a solid team and still going to be one hell of an out in the playoffs. I really hope so. I hope they get that swagger back. I hope they get that high scoring, like, yeah, we're here to play. That defense, I mean, A.J. Epinesa is one of the, like, keyer guys uh, in that defense. Yeah, Matt Milano. Uh, yeah. So, like, they definitely still have the dudes. Like, Von Miller, it does hurt because, like, he's just another huge option. But I think they'll be ah, – I think they're going to be fine. But it's worth talking about because I am scared about them potentially blowing it in the playoffs, like, first round. So oh. a little scared. That's why I said I'm scared. Like, prove me wrong, please. I'm putting it out there. Please, please. Yeah, no, and I get it. And I mean, that brings me, if you're good, are you good on the bills? Good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of the similar way that I'm thinking for my next team to talk about in the Dallas Cowboys um, and trying to see. Like this past week, for instance, this is a team now that has got, got a lot of wins under their belt, got a great defense, even though they struggled against the run a little bit. You got the weapons that you have on offense. People are projecting them to make a deep run. You're competing against the Eagles in the same division. You're playing in a couple weeks. There's a there's a lot of buildup, a lot of hype around this team. And then you go out and, yeah, you get a win, but you lay an egg in a way against the Houston Texans like that. I, I mean, this is a team that had one win coming into the game and you were sweating for a win. It's okay. Touchdown with four seconds left on the clock to win this game. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys after that one? Are you nervous about their chances moving forward? Or was that just like, a, eh, it's the NFL. These guys are good too. 
I think it's the NFL and it shows that Dak Prescott can put into winning drives. We've been having that problem with just with last year in the playoffs with the whole slide deal, like at the end of the game. We haven't seen the Cowboys go deep because we haven't seen them win these closer games. I mean, you look earlier, they lost in overtime to the Packers, right? Darn, like some of those closer games they lose and they show that can lose a uh, win a close game. I think it's one of those like, okay, we got to take everyone for real. But you look at some of their wins though, Yank. I mean, Two weeks ago, fifty-four to nineteen, right? Absolutely amazing. The Colts just gave up that weekend, forty to three against the Vikings, who are a playoff contending team. Yeah, the last time they played the Eagles, they lost by nine. That was a very uh, uh, chippy game. And then you know they the Cowboys went and beat the Bengals this year, um, and that's kind of when it really started off about how good this team can be. Now that was just me highlighting the rest, like earlier games, right? It all depends what they do. In the next two weeks, they have two opportunities to play the Jaguars, who we just talked about, a rising team. They ain't no slouch. They're way better than the Texans. If they take care of business and have another 40-point win, that proves, that staples, that cements them being a deep playoff contending team. Because they got dudes, and their offense is very high scoring, and their defense will take care of business. They're not going to let up 30 points to the Jags. No chance. So it's up to the offense to go score it. Then on the flip side, the next week, this is what I'm talking about, two weeks, right? They're going to go take care of it. Next week, you got the Eagles. And for them, if they keep it close, they win. You know, if it's a 24 to 27 loss for the Cowboys, you win in that scenario. Hey, the Eagles are the number one team right now in the NFC. They're the best team potentially in the NFL. They have the MVP front runner, Jalen Hurts. That's a win. Um, so the one, like both of those scenarios have to happen. For me, not to feel worried. Now, if they if they lose the next two, oh boy, people are going to be talking. The town's going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and I mean, I I still don't necessarily like. I think they're a lock for the playoffs as a wild card, regardless of really what happens here. I just think it begs an like Damian Pierce, for instance, so running back for the Texans, has a game against them, and it's another one of these games now where we see a running back kind of just like continuously pound the rock. And by the end of the game, the defense is worn down and we're just looking at three, four yards of carry on average every time that they run the ball. It, it's scary. It's scary to see teams be able to do that because when you talk about teams that you're going to be competing against, I mean, number one opponent is in the same division in the Philadelphia Eagles. You got Jalen Hurts, who's an absolute stud of a dual threat quarterback. He can run the ball. Miles Sanders has speed. Boston Scott has strength. There's people that they're able to just like give the ball to and hit them on the ground in different ways. Um, I know when they played the last time they played, they didn't have Dak Prescott and it was a close game. So that gives you some hope, but it's just a worry I have um, as, as you get into the playoffs, because obviously all these teams in the playoffs are going to be able to run the ball. And if they attack Michael Parsons directly and he can't be the rusher that he's meant to be, and he's, stuck in the run game and they are able to put a hat on them and block them more often than not. You got, you got a recipe for success that worries me against this defense. Um, yeah. You said the defense, the rushing defense, if they play San Francisco, so they drop down to the six seed. If it started today, they're losing that game because they will run yeah, all yeah. over the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, and, and Tampa Bay though, they're winning. They're going to be, they're going to go to Tampa Bay and win, right? Five. Four, yeah, and Tampa Bay has even had their number in the past couple seasons. Cause they always play that like week 
that game out that season opener yeah, game or whatever it seems like. Um, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, but it's hard to beat a team twice. And I, I mean, I do believe that the Cowboys are the better team at this point in the season. I mean, there's still the rumors about OBJ coming up, which that could be another late oh, playoff done. type of run Tyree's type of uh, thing. T.Y. Hilton, that's done. Oh, yeah. And they signed to, yeah, they did to sign to. I cannot believe he's still in the league, man. That's crazy. But yeah, old, old as hell. But yeah, um, I mean, I really love the team. I love the fact that they are getting healthier at the right time, too. I mean, we're seeing Michael Gallup start to step up his play. James Washington is back at practice. They just signed T.Y. Hilton. So obviously, they got the depth back at the receiver position. Um, Zeke is starting to eat a little bit more towards the end of the season. He's got a little bit more juice left because obviously they're riding the coattails of Pollard. That guy's an animal. And then Dak Prescott at the helm. I mean, like you said, you got to watch him do a game-winning drive last week. Yeah, it's against a poor opponent. But like, they don't, that, that they don't play awful defense. The Texans don't play awful defense. So um, I'll, I, I'll I'll give them that. I mean, a, win, a win's a win. The Cowboys yank. They're one of the teams like I just root for. Now that my Bears are out, I know I kind of said it earlier, but the Cowboys, yeah, it's a win. Obviously, you want that win. You showed a gritty win like I talked about. I think about like the Eagles, also a team I'm rooting for. The Bills I'm rooting for. So it's just fun like watching these teams, and they are very good. Uh, Texans exposed them a little bit, but at the end of the day, like you said, they got the W, and that's the most important part. It don't matter if you win every game by one, Yank. It's still an Hey, they're still NFL players, still NFL teams. That's still a W, and – if you do that in the Super Bowl, win by one or have a last second drive, like you're a Super Bowl champ. You know, obviously we're talking way extreme, but at the end of the day, like watching both these teams are pretty, pretty electric. Absolutely. Um, I believe that caps it for our football talk. If we get in the lightning round, we can finish up that recap. Let's get it. All righty. Once again, uh, please go visit our friend Grant Anderson on YouTube. He's on his row. Uh, like once again, a thousand subscribers. He's really blowing up. I mean, he's having influencer run. It is the real deal. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so like we do always, we're going to go to our lightning round of week 14. We're going to recap it once again, but the Rams beat the Raiders 17 to 16. Baker Mayfield, let him bake. Let's go. I'm all for it. I called it. This is the first time. First time I've ever heard let him bake, but I'm not saying another word after that. That is it. That is all we need to say. Move on. He's back. Uh, Next up, the Lions. They were, they were the overdog. They were the, not the underdogs. The Vikings were the underdogs and they lost 34 to 23. Dan Campbell has got them playing. Yeah, uh, what was there? We watched it on Hard Knocks, right? Grit, grit. They started the season struggling, and now here we are grinding it out towards the end of the year. One of the hottest offenses in the NFL. Great weapons on the outside. Dual running back threat. Jamal Williams has more touchdowns than some total offenses this season. Lions all the way. Gotta love it. Ravens win a close one, 16-14. My man Mitch Trubisky he had an opportunity to potentially go get that starting stop back, and he did not prevail. Um, Ravens was just a team win, and they were the better team, even without Lamar Jackson. It's a grimy win, but at the end of the day, it came down to, honestly, what the Baltimore Ravens have always been known for, and that's defense. Um, they were able to shut it down no matter who played quarterback for them. Like you said, Trubisky coming in, you're thinking, 10 God, does he got a run in him? Didn't happen, but Ravens up. And the next up matchup, Bengals win 23-10. to 10. Yank my stance still stays. Deshaun Watson is not good. He only put up 10 points for his offense. The Bengals just took care of business. I understand they're a good team, but 
They beat him without Deshaun Watson. They get Deshaun Watson and lose. Yeah, I mean, let's let's still pump the brakes on calling Deshaun out when it comes to his play. It's been seven hundred days without him playing an Why? NFL game. This is his second. This is his second day. Second uh, game starting, and I mean, he got his first touchdown in whatever else. But I mean, the Bengals are just a better team. Let's be honest. It's, it's Joe Shiesty and the crew. Regardless of who goes down or wide receiver, they've got their they've got it going. Next up, a high-scoring game. If you hit the over, you're feeling pretty lucky. 48-22, the Philadelphia Eagles yank. They're my jersey bet uh, earlier this year. Jalen Hurts goes wins the Super Bowl. I'm getting the jersey, and it just proves my point once again that he's better than Tua. But overall, that offense is dangerous. Like, you think Baker Mayfield woke up feeling dangerous? Every darn day the Eagles wake up, they're feeling dangerous, running or passing. Yeah, I mean, this is the best team in the NFL through and through, and it has been since the season started. The most consistent. They can play defense. They've gone out. They made the trades to – they've gotten the extra pieces that they felt they needed in their problem areas. And that offense, man, what is there to talk about? A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts' connection is scary. They can run the ball, and they got other weapons outside of that. And a good line, man. Fly yes, Fly Eagles fly. Moving on, the Kansas City Chiefs won a close one, 34 to 28. But Russell Wilson did take a dangerous hit. Um, hopefully he is dangerous. But uh the Chiefs were just the better team. They're high scoring, and the def- and the defense for the Denver is very, very good. So that just shows that Kansas City, like, let 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 me under the radar. Let them slip under the rug and see what happens in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is like flipping no look and underhand passes for 60-yard little hitch touchdowns to the running back. I don't, I don't know. They're just they're incredible regardless of what happens. So when it comes to Broncos, it is good to see their offense come alive. Like you said, uh, Russ getting hit pretty hard. I mean, it's definitely more dangerous than the sandwich he's been promoting. But outside of that, still a loss in the Broncos book. They got to get it together, rally up. They do, they do. And then the next, the Panthers, huh? When 30 to 24, this was definitely a shocker. I still think that the Seahawks are a playoff team, but the Panthers, they might make something happen i don't see the four fields uh in the future but if they went out they actually do go to the playoffs crazy scenario crazy scenario i don't see it happening but no. they might be the only team i've ever seen trade away their superstar and get better yeah i give it to you, <laughs> I give it to you. next up uh is the patriots we already talked off chargers just a little bit so we're gonna move on to that uh monday night game patriots 27 cardinals 13 Kyler Murray, we did hear uh, toward the ACL, absolutely uh, heart-wrenching. Love watching him as being a Kyler Murray podcast. Does hurt seeing and hearing that. But at the end of the day, that is the end of the Cardinals for this year. Um, Colt McCoy is not going to do it. The Patriots, they just looked way better, and the Cardinals showed that they quit. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those kind of deflation hits, though. You see your star quarterback go down early in the game, torn ACL off for the season. The way he reacts, you kind of already know and get that feeling. Tough one for the Cardinals, but definitely not their year. When you know, when you know. Yeah. Yeah, tell us, Vic. Tell us, Vic. Right now, they, uh, you definitely could tell that something was really wrong with this reaction. Sometimes they'll give you a thumbs up if they're feeling like okay. Yeah, but like when you when you put the towel over your head and your shoulders are shaking, like you know he's emotional. Like, yeah, there's only one thing that tells you that. Hey, man, we only wish for a speedy recovery for him. Yeah. Now, moving on, we're gonna do a little bit of fantasy football for a lot of people. It is pl- uh, playoffs coming up now. And we're playoffs. Gonna- playoffs. 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 Uh, we're trying to win the game. We're going to highlight some uh, really big fantasy football 
individuals this year, like people who played well, like for fantasy teams. And then we're going to bring up the our Mickey's Izzy podcast, fantasy football. Remember, we're all trying to go to the Pinnacle Bowl. Your boy lost to Chandler Sims, the eighth seed, which yank. He lost by 0.8 of a point. 0.8 of a point to get into the playoffs. And then Mason went into it instead. You can't write a crazier story, so he will not make it to the playoffs. We will not have a repeat champ. But Yank talked to me. What was one big, like, yep, he scored a lot of points this year, and you kind of predicted it for fantasy football? Uh, well, for, I honestly was going to go the route of uh, not predicting it. Um, yeah, that's – Yeah, yeah, not predict- – for me, it was uh, Nick Chubb. Like, I know he was a great running back coming into the year, but especially those first eight weeks of the season, I don't know if he really had a game under 20 points, but to see him – completely take resume control of that backfield to be able to run the ball, especially when they don't have Deshaun and when they don't have their franchise quarterback playing, everyone knows it's going to you. And I mean, he's also got touches that are being taken away for Kareem Hunt. I just, I, I felt like he was a good quarterback, a good running back, a top 10 coming into the season, but not the way that he produced, especially those first eight weeks of the year, hell of a year for Nick Chubb and the Browns. Yes, it is. Uh, I would totally agree. I mean, he's still just, if you have him on your team, you're fine. You made the playoffs this year. Congratulations. Uh, that's my only take with that. Another big person was Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. I knew yeah, that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. You knew Jalen was coming. I did, and I'm so mad I didn't get him in the drafts. Uh, just how I drafted him. carrying me in this league, baby. <laughs> I know. Even Nala's getting excited back there. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, he's been absolutely amazing. We've already talked about the Eagles. And then uh, kind of another person was if you got DeAndre Hopkins late, you know, I know he was suspended for half of the year, but that's yeah, great. On a lot of mine flexes. He's just chilling on my flex. I got him in the 10th round because no one wanted to pick him up because he wouldn't play for so long. Well, we got him. So super exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you also have to take a second to realize that Justin Jefferson is probably the best receiver in the league at this point. Um, I love don't and don't get me wrong. There's some crazy route runners out there. I love to think of Devontae Adams still being up there. I love this. Obviously, you can't ignore the impact that Tyreek Hill has had going in my going to Miami. Um, Stefan Diggs having a crazy rebound year over 10 yeah. touchdowns this season. That's big time, big time, especially when you're talking about point production and fantasy. But when you talk about carry a team somewhere, Justin Jefferson is 30 plus points, 40 plus points on numerous occasions in fantasy this season. You're talking one hand catches, six catch drives to clutch a game down the stretch. Like there are certain drives where I felt like Kirk Cousins is only looking at this guy. The defense knows it and he makes the play. Awesome year for Justin Jefferson. Gotta love JJ the Jet. Yeah, uh, I know he's definitely number one on a lot of people's teams. So I think he was number two overall in fantasy, if I'm being honest. I think it goes Hurts, him, Mahomes. So yeah, that, if that tells you enough, he's outscoring quarterbacks, people. <laughs> he really is. Um, another, you know, was – I want to move to some of the sleepers that I was like, what? Like, this kind of happened to him was uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he was the number one in every single, like, mock draft, and he did not have yeah, a good season. I, that's why I still stick with King Henry is one of my first ones. But in one of my leagues, I had to pick him up. It was kind of dumb. But, like, he just had a down year. The Colts have been kind of crazy. So I was surprised with him not putting up the points like he did last year. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely one that went down. Um, I would say for other surprises, more so in the positive direction, though, they got two quarterbacks for you, Geno Smith and Justin Fields. Talk about him, baby, because Geno Smith, let's all talk. We 
when we talked about the predictions of the NFC West, we didn't even talk about them. We said Seahawks <laughs> bottom, Seahawks bottom. Yeah, okay, good. sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Thumbs up. Nobody, we nobody expected Gino to take it because he's been in the league for a while. It's not like he's a second or third year quarterback. So he's almost 30 years old taking his first season at the reins. And to be to have that high of a completion percentage to produce and have the Seahawks in a potential playoff spot. I mean, yeah, they've struggled the last two weeks. He's looked a little bit shaky all of a sudden, but I mean, that's to be expected. You got growing pains as a starting quarterback in your first season, but overall. Point production. He's a top 15 fantasy player. Ain't nobody drafted him like until maybe like, I don't know, 15th to like 12th round or later. It just, it just wasn't a thing. So props to anybody that went him and then Justin Fields, I'll let you talk about him. Yank. Tell you story. <laughs> I drafted Justin Fields because I wanted to be my backup just because, you know, I got to root for the man's right. And then earlier this year, I had a really good quarterback in one of our leagues uh, with Zach Greenwald. I had Justin Herbert and Geno Smith. So I actually picked up Geno Smith because he was not drafted in our league, uh, not the fantasy football one. He ended up starting. I chose him over Herbert two two times this year. Almost, I think, three, actually, because, like, he's been putting up points. Yeah. Two times it worked out. The other one, I'm like, ah, Herbert scored more. Obviously, now I didn't start him against San Francisco this week because it's playoffs, and Herbert's playing against uh, Tennessee, who's a, little, a whole lot easier. Um, but, like, I made that decision. So I totally agree with you. Geno had a crazy year, and he actually helped me out. Then Justin Fields, back to my Greenwald story. <laughs> yeah. I traded him, Yank. Traded him to a Bears fan because that's all I would do. I said, all right, I'll trade for you. I needed a running back quarterback. And I actually ended up being the worst trade ever because Naheem Hines never played uh, for – where is he at now, Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo. He never played for him. So, like, I thought he would, like, get a second string or whatever. Or, like, a receiving back hasn't done anything. For I think him. we so, all did. A few of us included him in some trade. I think I had yeah. a trade that included So, him. traded him. And then that week was the week he went off for like 40, right? Greeny started him. Next week, put up like 42. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I traded that away. And it went down a little bit. But definitely, like, when it comes to fantasy points and with the rushing game, unbelievable. He is our future. Everyone loves Justin Fields. Put him in the Pro Bowl just based on his fantasy stats alone. Hey, I mean, I will say if there's one thing that I've really recognized this year, and we've seen it before with a little bit of Josh Allen and then obviously Lamar Jackson, especially in his MVP season, but the dual threat quarterback game in fantasy is nasty if you have a good one. It is a whole different animal. Justin Fields with 350-plus touchdown runs this season, that was just monstrous. And then you got Jalen Hurts, who's throwing, running for 100 yards in the first quarter. It Stuff like that completely offsets a matchup for throughout the week. And I mean, I've been on the victim end when Justin Fields dropped a 45 burger with Mickey. Yep. He got me one week. So, I mean, it happens. It, it definitely happens, but it's, it's why we play it. It's awesome. You know, it's uh, all these people were highlighting just some of the bigger highlights of the fantasy football season. He also had uh, Christian Watson from green Bay. He didn't start oh, scoring. Big rookie. Yeah. Some rookies until, that are big. I would talk I, about. I kid you not until Haley picked him up, he started to go boom. Like, everyone's like, oh, he's whatever. She's like, I'll just pick him up. Why not? And he's been going off now. It's one of her key receivers. So, like, are you kidding me? My boy Crosby. (laughs) My boy Crosby. No, Um, but uh, rookies were definitely a big thing this year. You talk about about him, for instance. You talk about Garrett Wilson. You talk about Damian Pierce. I mean, there's definitely some. Walker from Seattle. Dennis Walker. Oh, my goodness. Big time pickup. Yeah, and I mean, and now and nowadays, at least the last couple of weeks, which could be big for some teams heading to a playoff run, Brock Purdy stepping in. And Mr. Irrelevant stepping in. Pick him up. Two, 220 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns last night. Crazy. 
No team drafted Brock Purdy. I can guarantee you that. Please show me your draft results. You did not pick up Brock Purdy. The fourth. <laughs> Third. Sorry. Um, no, Yank, uh, real quick before we end this episode, we are going to talk about the matchups. You have Zach Novick versus the eight seed who barely got in Mason. And congrats to our eight that made it, by the way. Let's say it yeah, now. congrats to the eight, which we're going to highlight all of y'all. Uh, Zach Novick was our, an earlier leader in the Beat the Podcast NFL Pickums, and he's starting Mike White this week. Novick is, so he's kind of riding that hot wave. I actually started Mike. Well, White here's the today. thing, though Mike White is no longer playing as of breaking news today, so he better. He's gonna if he's not listening to this podcast today, he might not realize that. Oh snap! Uh, he had uh, Pacheco. I don't know. I, I think he gets upset. Pacheco Everett. Yep. He has Saint yep. Brown. Mike Williams. I think he gets upset because on the flip side, he has that boy Jay Jettis. Right? He has that Prescott. His running backs Mozart and McKinnon not too great, but I think this will be a low scoring game. So I think uh, I think the one thing gets upset right away. Oh boy! I like it. <laughs> Uh, next up, if you have nothing else to talk about that, um, we're going to go to you, Yank. Congrats on the second seed. Hey, thanks, bro. Uh, off to Hizzy Zizzy with the donut. Dude, you got CMC. Uh, you got Jalen Hurts. Like, that's a, a one, good combo. It's nasty. a good combo. I'm looking at your lineup right now. Zach, uh, the night guy, the second, third. Donovan Knight. He's going to start. I mean, he's going to start this week because of some injuries. I, I did that might be that. big. Yeah, with Wilson big. starting, that might be big points. Um, and then I see uh, Dallas's defense against Jacksonville. You're really going to run with it, huh? Uh, I understand Jacksonville's been hot, but uh, I something tells me the Cowboys and all this chatter with the Eagles and like people doubting them after this Houston game, they're going to come prove a point. That's my thought process there. The only part where I see Yank losing is in the uh, wide receiver. Uh, you have T Higgins and Chris Godwin. I'm sorry, but I'm taking DK Metcalf and Christian Watson, who Haley has. Which shout out the wife. She is seventh seed. She made it this year. She didn't make it. Hey, last she year. made. She made it. She's, She's improving. I'm sorry that she has to play me first round. I'm sorry, but it is. It is what it is. She uh, got. I mean, she got twelve and a half from DK. She's all right. She's all right. Oh yeah. Uh, kicking it with Crosby. Um, has Patrick Mahomes and Jonathan Taylor, which that's a one-two punch. We haven't seen Jonathan Taylor. We said that was a struggle this year. And then also uh, Christian Kirk's in there. Mason Crosby, of course, is her kicker. But uh, on the bench right now is Mike Evans. She might have to make a deal there or uh, Michael Gallup. So that might be coming in there. But if I'm predicting it, it's all going to come down to the receivers. Like if Watson. And I, I can say, I'll give it to her now. I'll give it to Haley now. I am nervous when it comes to the receivers just because T. Higgins injured might not i might not even be able to play t higgins i might have to Ooh. throw somebody else in there. that's a receiver that's God, godwin against cincy i'm okay with because he's looked pretty decent and it's just a matter of the bengals i think they're going to score so we'll, we'll keep it together but i am excited for these matchups uh i, th- I think it's going to be a good one we just played last week to end the regular season now we got to play um in and- the first round of playoffs and, and it's hard to beat a team twice let alone back-to-back weeks so so here we go uh yeah we're actually on opposite sides of the bracket so we could we could have a very uh, hostile could you imagine dude and if i because i got uh, we all got upset yet. by chandler last week last year and <laughs> right was, like, and I, was, I was i'm pretty one i'm pretty sure i was the one seed going into it last year yeah you got upset by him yes. and i was the two seed and i came through so, and hopefully number um, two is the lucky spot <laughs> right uh moving on uh janie jessica graham janie janner's jane uh chandler Chandler Sims's girlfriend made Three it to years. the playoffs. Ten and four. Yeah. 
Oh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Did you see me freak out? I did not. I, you freaked out so much that it blew out your computer screen. <laughs> oh, I thought you were lagging. Uh, make sure no. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, what a year. Continue on from what a year. Sorry. Oh, you're good. I was just saying that she was 10 and four. Hell of a year. I think it was just amazing to see what she was able to do. But please continue. Hit me with the craziness. I don't care. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. I'm like, okay, whatever. Ezekiel Elliott does get well for fantasy points. Ty Lockett, Stefan Diggs is definitely Stefan Diggs has been the carrying there, but she will be playing Cheyenne Mino, which uh he, he's been up there. He's uh beat the podcast NFL royalty. Um he has Saquon Barkley, who started off hot, Eckler, Jared Goff, which that quarterback might cause him troubles, which Jared Goff's been popping off. Like I can't be talking too much trash about it. Um uh, Terry McLaughlin uh will be good for him at the receiver and Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill can have a big week against Buffalo because I think it might still be high scoring. You got to hope for it if you're missing. I mean, if I'm picking somebody, I will say, uh, even though, uh, Jane, hell of a year, incredible. I, I'm not going to lie. Looking at the lineup, though, sometimes I am a little bit confused how she got to tell before. That's but, what I'm saying. Hey, but power to her, man, power to her. I, however, though, if I got to be honest going into this, she may be the three seed, but I, I'm I'm leaning towards the six seed. I think they're going to pull the upset. I, I do, too. Uh, nothing against that. Made it. I guess everyone had their worst week against her. But, hey, like, made the dance and go go make something, right? No, hey, 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 you take advantage of what's given to you. And finally, uh, I am the five seed. No, the four seed, sorry. And Maddie Smith, our good friend, is the six seed. Uh, this is gonna be a star set. I, I'm I'm nervous. Uh, I, mean, four, five, I think play. it's four five. Yeah, four five. Yep, four five. Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs. Holy smokes, the Josh times <laughs> two is scary. The, the double Joshes. Yeah. Man. Um, J.K. Dobbins, which I kind of like. Please start J.K. Dobbins. Like I'm not too worried about that against Cleveland. Um, you like that? Oh yeah, I do. Okay. I really do. Um, Alvin Kamara in that flex can pop off at any time, uh, which is scary. And they're playing Atlanta, so that's not good. Um, Justin Tucker being the kicker, that's scary. So this is a very good team my squad's going up against. But I've loved my squad. I should be undefeated. Um, Justin Herbert's going to get the start over Geno Smith. Derrick Henry, David Montgomery. Let's rock and roll. Um, then I have Keenan Allen. He's been finally healthy playing against Tennessee. A.J. Brown, who's that Chicago defense is pretty bad. Like, sorry, Chicago let up some points to him. And then that D-hop flex what I was talking about. Um, then uh, the Bills defense, oh, I probably will not start them. I'm actually going to start crazy enough. The Eagles over my Bears. Um, yeah, we put up. That is not anything crazy. I would. I think we, that's logical. They're going to put up points, but I think they're going to get a turnover too, sadly. Um, I, I got to go with the gut. And the Don't, I'm telling you right now, do not start Buffalo against Miami. I No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, so, and then Dalton Schultz at my tight end. He's been kind of popping off. There too, and I have him and Dawson Knox. But I like my squad against them. I'm still going to take myself. Obviously, uh, I am projected to win, but I need the Josh Josh's times two, not to go off. If they go off, it's it's game over. Yeah, I, you know, and I wouldn't even say that though. Um, I will say I think looking at these two teams, this is the most. I mean, and it makes sense. It's the four or five matchup. You guys are close to seeding, but this is the most even matchup of the whole week. Um, yes, it is. And in one of the biggest ones, in my opinion, I feel like your team has your team has flirted with the one and two to three seed all season. Yeah. You ended up at the four, but I mean, like you said, I mean Herbert, he's playing against a Tennessee defense with zero I secondary. Yeah, without without a secondary. But on top of that, you got Herbert, um, Derrick Henry, King Henry's finally had his bounce back game after a couple down weeks, but all season relatively been absolutely phenomenal. Montgomery against the Eagles is a little tough, but it's Montgomery. Man runs hard. 
And I just, I, I mean, I could go through your whole team. I love it. But Keenan Allen back healthy. A.J. Brown, we already know what he's been this season. If only you could have got the Hurts stack. But I have to take that one. But then D-Hop in the flex, I mean, What's your that? team is scary. Well, I, I can't say that. I can't say it's not. But I, what? What, you're going to say because they have a backup quarterback? Yeah, and they're playing against Denver. He's still, but he's still, okay, he's going against Patrick Satan. For some reason, D-Hop is the one that I think it doesn't matter who covers him. I hope so. I'm, I'm going to ride on that. <laughs> also, and I, I mean, like, it wasn't his greatest week last week, but, I mean, he still put up double digits the week before that. He still well, almost had 100 yards even, and Colt McCoy has been the quarterback both of those games. So, um, I, th- I think he'll I think he'll be all right. I hope so, too. I've got him in a couple other leagues. I need him. But I, I just uh, – I, I look at your team, head to toe, solid. I look at her team, head to toe, solid. I think you're right. It's going to come down to her Josh squared formula. But I think you got it. I, I, I'm going to lean towards you. I'm going to follow the prediction here. And you're predicted to win by 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. Now, uh, best of luck to everyone in all of their playoffs. I know one of my playoffs starts next And week. to the ones that didn't make it, just shout out, honestly, for being a part of the Mickey's Izzy podcast, Fantasy Football, this year. Please come back next year if you want to. It's going to be an annual thing. Omar, Gutierrez, uh, and the Sims. Brady and Chandler both did not make it. But thanks again for doing it. Um, real quick, before you go, before we go, <laughs> Uh, beat the podcast NFL Pickums. Aaron Nickel is dangerous. Uh, he's a four game lead. Yank. I'm, I'm, I'm getting and upset, man. <laughs> you're eight. I know and you're gonna have to have a strong push to come back into the all. I've made class. mistakes the last three weeks. I've been betting, I've been betting on ideas rather than what logic is telling me. I was wondering, so we had a lot of different ones. I'm like, what is he thinking? All right, whatever. Oh, um, yeah, I'll just highlight those. Top three, it's going to be uh, Aaron Nickel with four-point lead, then Mason Davis, myself, and Zach Novick are all tied. And that's been like – I haven't been number one yet. I think I was tied one week, but these three other dudes have been number one at one point in the podcast NFL pick them. So I'm I, I'm not the likely man here. And then right behind them with one game is Riley Bell, Aaron Halpern, and Cheyenne Mino is right on the tail. So they're only five games back, and then you are seven – games back so you're two games back behind that yeah, little crew yeah man i gotta and, uh, gotta bounce back gotta gotta end strong that's kind of the little update about nfl uh beats podcast nfl pickums like i said there's still four more weeks a lot can happen but that's yeah. it yeah absolutely if uh hey aaron if you want to feel free to miss a week let me know uh <laughs> outside of that i'm all good you got any hot takes for me before i let you go hot take yank I'm going to believe in the wife, and she's going to upset you in fantasy. Oh, what? don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that juju on here, man. Come on. That's After you just hype me up. That's bold. What a, Not even talking what a terrible that. co-host. What a terrible uh, co-host. For real, man. Absolutely You just terrible. said, I like your team more, and I just go behind your back. <laughs> Can I take it back? <laughs> nope. Nope. It's too late. It's already been said, so now it'll just be double disappointment for the Hines household. <laughs> I can't wait. But no, I got I got nothing hot and ready right now. I'm not no little Caesars, so we'll close it out. If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Zizzy. Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple of athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace. Peace.